After 70 years, French salad dressing will be deregulated. Why are thieves snatching French bulldogs across the United States? And a man set himself on fire after being refused an arranged marriage. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. That's right. We in this closet. We up in this closet. Yeah. And you're, you're with me. You're here too. Sort of. After more than 70 years, French salad dressing will no longer be regulated. Uh, this is some big news in the world of salad dressings. <laughs> you know Weird AF News, just keeping you up to date on the state of affairs in the world of salad dressings. I know this is information that you guys need to go about your day. It says here, after more than 70 years, the federal government has decided that, you know what? French dressing no longer needs to be regulated. I don't know why it ever was regulated. Here's a quote from the Food and Drug Administration of the United States. When the standard of identity was established in 1950, French dressing was one of three types of dressings that we identified. Okay. Uh, the other two were mayonnaise and just salad dressing. French dressing is the only pourable dressing required to adhere to standards that require it to contain oil, acidifying ingredients, and seasoning. Other foods, other foods out there, including bread, jam, and juices, have their own standards of identity. But when it comes to French dressing, we have a different... What is all this requirement for French dressing to be whatever it is? I don't even know why they call it French dressing. What is so French about this dressing? Do you guys even know what I'm talking about? I'd imagine people in other countries are like, French dressing, what the hell is he talking about? Well, in the United States, okay, we have this salad dressing, and it's, it looks radioactive because it's bright orange. I don't know what the hell it's made out of. It's called French dressing. It has nothing to do with France or the French. To me, it doesn't taste that great. I, I don't go to French dressing. If you're giving me a choice of dressing, I'm doing balsamic vinaigrette. That's like, bam, that's my number one. Blue cheese is a close number two. I really like blue cheese. I like my blue cheese very chunky. I like uh, Marie's makes a good chunky blue cheese. You know it's quality because it's in a jar. It's so thick you can't pour it out of a bottle. It's got to be in a jar. That's my kind of dressing. Blue cheese thick as heck. This French dressing, as far as I'm concerned, can just go the way of the, uh, I don't know, Morse code. <laughs> says here, when it comes to French dressing, many consumers expect red or red-orange color and tomato or tomato-derived elements, none of which are required under the standards. Listen to this. The Association for Dressing and Sauces. <laughs> this, is, this is an actual group that I assume gets paid to do what? Try dressings and sauces all day? Oh, man, what a dream gig this would be. Dude, just give me like a tray of chicken nuggets and I'll try sauces all day. What are you going to pay me for this? You don't even have to pay me that much. I would probably do this job for free. Just trying out sauces all day. Now, it's not, it's not the safest gig for me because I am allergic to tree nuts. So I have to be very careful. But man, this sounds like a great place to work. The Association for Dressings and Sauces was founded in 1926. They petitioned for the standards to be revoked in 1998 on French dressing, citing the explosion in varieties of salad dressings that were available, among them 
the classic ranch, peppercorn, and even Italian. I do like Italian dressing, and at least that has sort of Italian vibes to it, like the herbs and stuff. It's very Italian. French dressing, what, what, what is that? I have no idea. It says here, French dressing is no longer a baseline for other dressings and has become marginalized, according to the association. Well, first of all, French dressing, French dressing should not be the baseline for any dressings. It just should not be. We should throw it out, really, to be honest with you. I don't know what that is. In December 2020, the FDA proposed revoking the standard for French dressing in the name of flexibility and innovation. French dressing's standard of identity was not honest or fair either, according to the FDA. Another quote from the Association of Dressings. <laughs> there are a wide variety of French-style dressings on the market, and these will continue to be available based on consumer demand. <laughs> all right. I don't know. What, what is all this about? The, I don't even know what they're doing with this French dressing. Are you saying that it's okay, it's not okay? Are you taking it off the shelves? That's all I give a damn about. Are you taking it off the shelves? And if you are, eh, I'm still going to go about my life, to be honest with you doesn't really affect me because this is not a dressing that I go for. What you ought to do with French dressing is require these companies to prove to us what the hell is so French about this dressing. Because to me, I can't seem to put my finger on what's so French about this. I have questions. What is this? What the hell is it? The FDA should require them to tell us what the hell this is. French dressing. (laughs) That's all. I just want to know what it is. What is that? I mean, ranch, it's clear. Blue cheese dressing, clear. Vinaigrette, clear. Italian, it's clear. What the hell is French dressing? And while we're at it, what is Russian dressing? I don't know what that is either, Russian dressing. (laughs) There's a couple of dressings out there that I have, you know, a lot of questions about. The FDA ought to really get on their case to just prove to us, is this real food? What's going on here? Honey mustard. It's very clear what honey mustard is. That always tastes like honey mustard. Go out there and try a French dressing, try another one. They don't taste the same. Same with the Russian. There's no standards for this stuff. What's going on with these things? I have a lot of questions. All right, I'm getting upset about it. I shouldn't, uh, I should just really calm down. It's just salad dressing at the end of the day. Sorry. What's your favorite salad dressing, by the way? Call me, 646-450-2012. Or if you just want to call and make fun of me for enjoying blue cheese, people do that. They can't stand blue cheese. I don't see the big deal. It's very good. (laughs) Baby. Oh, I want to hit you with the baby, hit you with the baby, oh, yeah, we're going to smack you with the baby, smack you with the baby. Why are thieves snatching French bulldogs across the United States? Keeping with the French theme, we have the French bulldog, a very popular dog. I want to know what's so French about this dog. Can you prove to me what is so French about, <laughs> does the dog smoke cigarettes and not wear deodorant? Is that what's French about it? I'm jesting, guys. Come on. I love the French. This story starts out by saying uh, the two thieves who brutally robbed a 27-year-old at gunpoint on a California street were not after her purse or her belongings that were on her person. Rather, they wanted the little, small, cute dog at the end of her leash. It was Merlin, her French bulldog, apparently from New York to Los Angeles, from Miami to Chicago, thefts. Of this prized breed, the French Bulldog have been on the rise in the United States. Small and friendly and easy to grab, French Bulldogs are very popular, selling for thousands of dollars on the black market. Why everybody's so 
insane about French bulldogs is not something that I quite understand. Uh, the poor dogs, first of all, they don't live as long as other dogs. Uh, they have breathing issues. Every time I'm around a French bulldog, I want to I want to give it mouth to mouth. I'm like, are you dying right now, French bulldog? You sound like you can't breathe. Do you need an inhaler? Do French bulldogs come with inhalers? It's like they all have asthma. This is the asthmatic dog. But apparently they're very popular because they're the dog of the stars. Uh, Lady Gaga had a French bulldog. And armed men stole her bulldog. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> Just right on the street. I never covered that story because I don't give a damn about Lady Gaga or celebrities in general. But I am curious, needless to say, why are French Bulldogs quite such a tempting target for the thieves? Well, two key reasons, according to this article. They're very high resale value. $3,500 to $5,000 or more you'll get reselling a French Bulldog. And apparently they're very rare. Uh, This is according to the president of the American Kennel Club. Here's a quote from her. Her name's uh, Hunter. No, Brandy. <laughs> of course, her name's Brandy Hunter. <laughs> this is like not a breed that has large litters, the French Bulldog. It can take a while to get one. Their rise in popularity has led to an increase in thefts. And the use of violence is, is kind of new and alarming. Yes, it's very unfortunate. Dog nappings are on the rise. Experts are offering a list of precautions for owners who have one of these dogs or uh, any desirable dog. It only mentions the French Bulldog. I'd imagine other dogs are in demand as well. Usually the smallest of dogs. If you got a tiny dog, I'd say watch the hell out. Here's some tips. Have a computer chip implanted in your dog's face to allow it to be traced. It doesn't say the face, but I'm just adding that. <laughs> I don't know. Where do you put the computer chip? Implanted where? In your dog's butt? In the butthole? It says here, always keep it on a leash when outdoors. Okay, that seems common sense. Keep its identity papers in a safe place. Oh, use a GPS-equipped collar. That seems better than shoving a computer chip up your dog's nostril. And also be wary of strangers who come knocking. Really, that's your advice? Be wary of strangers who come knocking? (laughs) Hey, someone's a-knocking. I don't recognize them. Put the dog in the closet. The most crucial recommendation, according to this article, which isn't very helpful, uh, it involves social media. Owners are strongly urged to resist the temptation of posting cute photos or videos of their pets, which may allow thieves to locate them. Well, nice try, article, but there's no way in hell people are not going to post cute photos or videos of their pets. In fact, I would say this is the impetus for the rise in pet popularity these days. It's not that people are lonely during COVID. People want to take photos and videos for social media using their cute pets. This really is the number one reason, in my opinion. I mean, all evidence points to this. So now you're going to tell people don't do that? This is the reason they're doing it. This is the reason you have a job. This is the reason, social media, why the French Bulldog is so popular. This poor asthmatic dog that doesn't doesn't want to pose for pictures all day. It's uh, It gets out of breath. This is a very grueling activity to put your dog through putting outfits on on your pet taking all the videos it's not surprising that hollywood has also become a hot spot of french bulldog thievery it says here in late december one resident nearly lost his life in an incident near sunset boulevard oh my god that was when robert marinelli was walking luca his eight-year-old bulldog when he was attacked two thieves beat him brutally 
When his shirt was caught in their car door, he was dragged briefly on the ground. In fact, he suffered extensive injuries and was hospitalized. And his dog, Luca, was taken. And there are many more of these anecdotes. French bulldogs, the target of dog nappers. And I have to say, if you're thinking of getting a small dog, there's plenty other plenty of other choices. I don't recommend this French bulldog for all of the reasons I've stated in this story. And uh, Do you really want to be dragged by some thieves across the concrete because you you got an asthmatic dog that just happens to look cute sometimes? May I take a moment to recommend a small dog that I uh, once had in my possession uh, that I think is a perfect, a lovely dog if you're going to get a small dog. I, I recommend highly the Papillon. The Papillon is not a very popular dog, but a tremendous, tremendous dog breed. Unbelievable. So adorable. Way better looking than a French bulldog, in my opinion. The Papillon is the, as they say, comedian of dogs, as a matter of fact, and makes his or her owners laugh on a regular basis. And I can testify to this, having been around one for over five years. A lovely dog. I highly recommend it. Look into it. Papillon, it means butterfly in French. Oh, look at it. It all comes back to the French, guys. Well, I'm a French bulldog. That's what I be. All the dog nappers trying to snatch up me. I just want to... <laughs> Excuse me. I can't finish the song. Yay! After a matchmaking agency refused to arrange a marriage for a man, he lit himself on fire. That's right. Just doused himself in gasoline and up in flames. 64-year-old South Korean man set himself on fire after a heated dispute with a matchmaking agency that refused to arrange a marriage on his behalf. Well, he is 64 years old. Difficult to find a partner for a 64-year-old South Korean man, I'd, I'd imagine. Let's get some more information. He lives on Jeju Island. He doused himself with gasoline from a plastic bottle that he was carrying. The incident occurred during a heated conversation with an employee from the company, which helps South Koreans arrange marriages with international partners. He already had a plastic bottle with gasoline in it on his person before the incident occurred. This sounds a little premeditated to an alarming degree, in my opinion. So the media reported that the Jeju East police and fire departments had to respond to this incident at 1 p.m. South Korean authorities did not disclose the company's name and did not identify the man as either. They're not giving out the names of either of these parties. Uh, According to the South Korean media, the staff at this marriage agency attempted to throw water on the man and put out the fire. (laughs) That was nice of them. However, the man suffered some third-degree burns to his face and body and remains unconscious. The police department added that it continues to investigate the incident. Uh, What they have found is that the agency refused to provide this man with a match because he had previously been married to a foreign woman. South Korean immigration laws prohibit applying for a second marriage visa for a foreign spouse within five years of receiving the first one. So it sounds to me like this agency had a legit reason to deny this man an international second marriage. Uh, He wasn't taking no for an answer, though. So (laughs) up in flames he goes. I mean, (laughs) this guy's trying to make a point here. But apparently lighting yourself on fire as a form of protest in South Korea is not that rare. It does happen. It's called self-immolation. One notable incident occurred in 2019 when a man in his 70s 
lit himself on fire outside the Japanese embassy in Seoul. The motive for his actions remains unclear. The, the motives for this guy's actions are pretty unclear as well. I mean, and it's really going to be a detractor for you trying to get a second international spouse. I mean, after your five-year waiting period is up. I mean, it's hard enough when you're 64 years old to find a partner, and now, you, now you're covered in burn, burn wounds, so this isn't helping your cause, really. You should just wait, bro. I mean, I know it's not easy, but you know what? Law's a law. There's nothing funny about this, <laughs> this occurrence, really. I'm trying to find some jokes in a man lighting himself on fire when he was denied a, a wife. I know people who want to light themselves on fire to get away from their spouse, to be honest with you. They're like, I can't take this marriage. It's, uh, it's killing me, and I'm just going to light myself on fire. Uh, <laughs> all right. Horrible, horrible. I apologize. Leaves are falling all around. Time, I was on my way. Tell me you like Led Zeppelin. Oh, man, I was driving home last night from the comedy club. Scratch that. It was the karaoke bar. I went to comedy, then karaoke. And, I, man, this Led Zeppelin song came on that I hadn't heard in a while. The Ocean, are you familiar? Oh, the drums. I was beating on my steering wheel so hardcore last night. It was like people, anyone who drove by me would have thought I was losing my mind. I mean, I was. I was losing my mind. I'm such a big, such a huge Led Zeppelin fan. Do yourself a favor today. Uh, after you, after you're done listening to this podcast, uh, play "The Ocean" by Led Zeppelin and just marvel at these drums. The drums in this song, uh, the, the lyrics are great too. By the way, this song is just tremendous. So good, so good. Um, I got an email too. That's so good, so good. Jessica Keen, Stockton, California. She writes, hey, Jonesy, I didn't want to message you on Facebook because you said to email you. That way it doesn't take a month to get a reply. And she's, she's right about this. It takes me a long time to respond on Facebook because I just doesn't, I don't go on there every day. I just don't. Just Facebook is, eh. I'm on Instagram every day, all day. And I answer my emails every day, all day. So funnyjones at gmail.com or at funnyjones on Instagram. And I will get back to you pretty, pretty quickly. I got a little behind on my Instagram messages over the holidays, I admit. But for the most part, I'm on it. Okay, anyways, back to the email. Jessica writes, I'm in class right now. We're talking about Chinese birth restrictions. I swear you did a podcast on how they're telling people in China to have more children again. Did you do an episode on this recently? Which one, if you did? Provide the knowledge, please. The sound of science. Boop, 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 science. And then she writes, thanks. I love that you wrote the sound of science. Jessica, you're hilarious. I want to hang out with you. You're so funny. Jessica Keene, big OG fan of the show. Shout out to you. Thanks for writing me. I will respond with the, a link to that episode. I know I did one fairly recently. I'm going to say... Within the last three months, probably. So I'll do a little search for that and get that over to you. You can play it for your whole class because it, it turns out she says everyone wants to hear it. So I don't know if my podcast is appropriate to play in a classroom setting, but we'll see. Um, as for its, uh, you know, its, its credibility as true science, I don't know if an episode of Weird AF News is true science, but, you know, try. I, I am bringing some data to the table. I mean, I did, well, I got it from an article, of course, a couple articles, but. Um, yeah, I mean, just don't hold me to the, to like the ultimate truth all the time on these matters. You know, this is a weird news podcast after all. And occasionally I come across fake articles and, uh, occasionally I 
I still do them because they're hilarious. And why the hell not? I mean, we're going for entertainment here first and foremost is what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> the actual data, actually having an episode of Weird AF News be considered science. Not quite sure about that, but I'm glad you you have faith, Jessica. Thank you so much. Uh, I want to tell everybody that you can always reach out to me for strange requests like this. I'll usually comply, especially if it's weird. I like that. And if it gives me a chance to expose my podcast to a whole new audience, like, I don't know, your classroom, why the hell not? Just uh, as long as they're of the appropriate age. I don't recommend my podcast for 11-year-olds. Let's just I'm just being honest. Right? All right. The children, maybe not so much. I assume this is a college atmosphere. That's why I'm saying, sure, I'll get you, the, I'll get you that episode. Uh, I also want to remind everybody before I go that uh, I have a Patreon. Yes, it's a Patreon. Jonesy, with the Patreon, enough already. No, no, we're doing it every episode. I'm talking about it. Patreon.com. I'm at 99 patrons. I'd like to get to 100. That seems reasonable. Why not get to 100 patrons? Man, there are podcasts out there that are worse than mine that have thousands of patrons. All right, come on. I got to hit these numbers. Let's go. Come on. There's podcasts out there that do one a month. They do one podcast a month. They got more patrons than me. How? I'm doing five days a week. You know the effort that I'm putting into this? Come on. 99 patrons. Push me over the top, guys. Come on. Come through. It's patreon.com slash weirdafnews or go to weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon link. You can do all of that. You can do it on your phone. You can actually download the Patreon app too and do a search for Weird AF News. It's the only one on there. Oh, yeah. 